0: Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you always wished you had and secretly you're trying to get. If you want to get off the struggle bus of trying to hate yourself thin and beating yourself up to get it together already, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and also a certified life coach. Did you know that you can be confident and not have it all together? Stick with me. I'll show Hello, you. Hello my friends. Welcome to episode number 40, the MVPs of weight loss. I am excited about this podcast episode because this is a concept that I came up with and I call them the MVPs of weight loss because I really think that that's what they are, the most valuable players. So I want to talk to you guys about that today, and I want to introduce you to this concept because it's been really life-changing for me in my weight loss journey to keep these three things in mind. So the number one reason why people are overweight is because we're eating when we're emotionally hungry. We're not eating when we're physically hungry. We're eating when we're emotionally hungry. And we really can't even tell when we're physically hungry, because we just eat all the time, because of our emotions. So this is one of the things that I started doing um, about a year and a half ago, I'd say, um, is I would ask myself this question, if you're hungry, and looking for a snack, or some food of some kind, would a chicken breast solve this hunger? Does a chicken breast sound good right now? If the answer is no, then you're hungry for emotional reasons, right? And that's what I would ask myself. And I still do. I ask myself when I'm like in the pantry or I go to the fridge to open up the fridge or whatever, I ask myself, does a chicken breast sound good right now? Or maybe some broccoli. Does that sound good right now? If I'm like, no, actually, a chocolate-covered cinnamon bear. That's what sounds good right now. <laughs> then I know that there's something emotionally driving me to eat, and that's my cue. If I'm not hungry for a chicken breast or some broccoli, then that's my cue to start going into my body, going into my head. What's happening? What's going on around me? How am I? How am I feeling? What am I, what's my emotion right now? And I start going into myself and asking myself these questions. I start being a detective and try to figure out what's, what's happening here, right? So you think it's about the food that you eat, but it's really about habits, mindset, and psychology. That's really what it's about. It has nothing to do with how much exercise you're doing and what, how many calories you're eating and all of that stuff. Like that stuff is important at a certain point. But if you are in a place where you've got a lot of weight to lose and you just can't stay on a diet, it has nothing to do with the food or the exercise. It has everything to do with your habits and your mindset and psychology. So let's go into those three things for just a second. So habits, we all know, That a habit is something that we do consistently without even thinking about it. It's automatic. Habits live in that part of the brain called the amygdala. And it's the part of the brain that likes patterns. It likes to be on autopilot. Anything that we do over and over, this part of the brain, the amygdala, recognizes those patterns and it grabs it. And it just puts it on autopilot. And that part of the brain's job is to make things easy and comfortable for us, okay? And I can go more into that part of your brain, and I will on other podcasts, but that's what I'm going to say about it now. That's where habits live, is in the amygdala, okay? Mindset is the way that we talk to ourselves. It's the story that we say in our minds. It's the story that's running. It's like a movie that's playing in our heads. Sometimes it's a comedy, Sometimes it's a drama. Sometimes it's even a horror movie, right? Depending on what your feelings are, what your emotions are, and what story, what what is happening in your brain, right? Mindset is something that we create ourselves. The current mindset that you have right now about weight loss is something that you've been creating over time with your thoughts. Our brain offers us thoughts. And we choose to either believe those thoughts or not and dismiss them. But the thoughts that we choose to keep are the ones that make up our mindset. Okay. Number three is behaviors. Now, behaviors are the things that we do. There are actions. It's the actions that we have as a result of the mindset that we have. And this is so, so important to understand, you guys, the way that we act in the world is directly associated with the movie that's playing in our minds. We can look at our behaviors and the actions we are taking or not taking and know exactly what's going on in our minds because our actions show up as evidence of what's going on in our minds, what we're thinking Okay, understanding these three things, the MVPs of weight loss, is the secret to losing weight. It's the secret to the universe, actually. And it's the secret to never being on the diet roller coaster ever again. Diets without the right habits, mindset, and behavior is like getting weight loss surgery without understanding why we're overeating in the first place. If we don't understand the reasons that we're overeating, then we're just delaying the inevitable, gaining all the weight back. Without a foundation of new habits, mindset, and understanding behaviors, our efforts are a waste of time. And this is why diets don't work long-term. They don't change habits, behaviors, and mindset. And without this piece, we will fall right back in to our patterns of overeating before you even had the surgery or before you started the diet or whatever, you'll just fall right back into those old habits. This is why we get so frustrated because we change our, the way that we eat and we lose some weight, but then we get tired of eating that way and we gain all the weight back. And it's so frustrating. It's because the habits and the mindset and the behaviors are not put in place. And so, We just fall back into our old patterns. And most people go on what I call a food diet. And the only thing that they change is the food they're eating. Well, if the only thing that you're changing is the food that you're eating, then you're not going to change for long term. The fuel that you're using when you go on a food diet is willpower. And my friends, willpower is in short supply. Willpower will get you results for sure, but it's not sustainable. Willpower will not sustain you long term. And that's why we end up going off the diet and gaining the weight back, because we're just using willpower as our motivator. So I'm a big fan of asking ourselves questions. And the right questions can change our perspective, right? Which leads to breakthroughs. After all, a breakthrough is when we see something in a new way, right? So if you realize that you're about to emotionally eat, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Number one, what's really bothering me? I want you to identify what's actually the problem. What is bothering you? Okay, then I want you to ask yourself, what can you do about it? what can I do about what's bothering me? Okay. Because just with those two questions, your mind is going to shift and you might be able to get yourself out of the emotional, I want the ding dong or the Twinkie or the cookie or the whatever, just with those two questions. But if not, the third question is what's stopping me from doing something about it? So What's really bothering me? What can you do about it? And then what's stopping you from doing something about it? And that's the one that's kind of the kicker in the in the teeth, is why am I not changing it? Why am I not doing something about that thing instead of just eating my emotion, right? When we're emotionally eating, we're choosing to be powerless. We give our power away to the food. Yes, I know that sounds like super corny and life coachy, but it's true. We're choosing to be powerless by going into what I call a food trance. And in that food trance, dopamine is released in the brain and our mind just turns off. All of the stress, the worries, the anxiety, the overwhelm, it just all disappears when you're in this food trance. Whatever was bothering you is no longer on your mind. We're only focused on the pleasure of the food we're eating, right? I mean, you guys relate to this, right? I know you can. But a few seconds after we're done eating, those good feelings go away. And what is left? Guilt and regret for eating the things. And the feelings of stress and overwhelm and anxiety that we had before that we had us reaching for the food in the first place comes back because stress and overwhelm are not solved with food. This is one of the reasons why food can be so addicting. We want more and more and more of that pleasure. Emotionally eating only suppresses feelings. It doesn't change them and it doesn't solve them. Now that's a big difference. It's like trying to hold a beach ball under the water. The beach ball is not going to get tired and sink to the bottom, right? But you will run out of energy trying to hold it under the water and it'll eventually pop up, right? And so if you think about it that way, you might as well just solve for the emotions because if you suppress them, they're going to pop up. Emotions don't get tired of Anxiety doesn't get tired of anxiety and then decide, oh, I'm not going to be anxiety anymore. Anxiety just is there. It's not going to get tired and go away. You're holding that beach ball under the water, trying to suppress that anxiety, trying to suppress that overwhelm or frustration or guilt or shame, right? And it's going to pop up. You're going to get tired. Something's going to happen in your body. You get sick. Your your physical body reacts to holding in emotions. And so then you get sick and it pops up or you end up lashing out to someone or you shut down in some way. For me, I get shingles. I've gotten shingles and kidney stones um, in the past when I've been suppressing emotions and everybody has the way that it shows up and that's how it shows up for me. And those emotions are going to be heard they will be heard. They'll demand to be heard. So you might as well just invite them in and process through them and be done, right? And not spend all of your energy trying to hold that ball underneath the water. So ideally, we want to choose to be powerful. And I know more corny life coachy stuff, but it's true. We have to choose to take our power back. Okay, if we deal with what's bothering us, then the cravings and the urges will go away. Did you know that an urge will only last up to 90 seconds if you allow it without responding to it? 90 seconds. Now, it only lasts 90 seconds, but and if you process it through, you allow it to come and you don't answer it with food, and then it goes away, it's going to come back because your brain's going to be like, oh, she forgot. This is what we do when we have anxiety. She just must have forgot. So it's going to come back. But 90 seconds is all it takes if you just, oh, anxiety, you're back. That's all right. Anxiety, you can come. You just can't be in the front seat. That's what I always tell my emotions. The ones that I know are going to come, like the negative emotions were just always going to happen. They're just always going to be there. I say, all right, come on, overwhelm. Come on, fear. Let's do this thing. But guess what? You don't get the front seat. And you don't get to control the radio. I get to control the radio and what goes on in my head, what I listen to. Fear, you can come, but you have to sit in the back. That's kind of what the way I see processing emotions and doing like, you know, how you hear people say, do it scared. That's how you do it scared. That's how you do things with anxiety. That's how you do things overwhelmed, right? You process through those. You're like, all right, let's go overwhelm but you can't have the front seat and I get to choose the music. So you're not pushing it away. You're not saying, nope, you can't come. You got to stay home. I'm going to run out and leave. You say, all right, we're going to do some overwhelm today, but you don't get to control the radio and what goes on in my mind. I get to do that. Right? So the key is getting specific about what's bothering us. For example, rather than saying to others or to ourselves, I'm so stressed out. Try saying instead, I'm so stressed out because X and identify what it is that's stressing you out. Or I'm feeling stressed because of Y. Then you're acknowledging that you're feeling stressed and then you're pinpointing what you're feeling stressed of. Okay, the more that we can pinpoint what's bothering us and allow that emotion to be there and then take intentional action to solve for that, the less cravings and urges that we'll have. So in other words, facing our stuff rather than stuffing our face, right? I know this is easier said than done. However, this is the only way to get through and On top of emotional eating, it just is. We have to learn how to manage our emotions without food. We have to have emotions and then not answer it with a cheeseburger or a bowl of ice cream or a chocolate-covered cinnamon bear or a cinnamon roll. When we eat emotionally, we're just numbing from our life. Feeling negative emotions is uncomfortable, but it doesn't last forever. It doesn't last very long. And the pride and accomplishment that you feel when you don't respond with food is worth it, you guys. It is worth it. Because you will reach your goal of lasting weight loss. Ultimately, getting good at feeling urges and cravings and not responding with food is the currency for lasting weight loss and getting off the diet roller coaster. It is the secret to the universe. And it is the secret to lasting weight loss, habits, mindset, behaviors. Figure those out and you will have lasting weight loss. You will. This is one of the many frameworks that I teach my clients. And it's one of the reasons why the 8 Pounds Down in 8 Weeks program is so successful for people. Because it focuses on teaching you these MVPs. Of lasting weight loss, habits, mindsets, and behavior. And you can just learn the steps and the framework in eight pounds down in eight weeks. And then you just repeat that process over and over and over until you reach your goal. And you just do it eight pounds at a time. So the doors are open right now for my program, eight pounds down in eight weeks. And you've got to get in there to learn these MVPs. You've got to be able to be in that program so that you can learn how to change your habits, how to change your mindset, and how to change your behaviors so that you can get the results you want. Those three things have to be in place or you will not have lasting weight loss. You'll just gain it back. You've got to change your patterns. And we have patterns based on what we feel and what we think. And I teach you that in eight pounds down. It is a very small investment for life changing results and you can just repeat it. It's simple. It really is simple. Sometimes it's not easy but the concepts are simple and if you just keep at it just keep trying. Every time you try you get closer to figuring it out and I would love to help you. So go to Sherrybrazier.com forward slash the number eight dash the word pounds. And you can sign up for the next ground that's going. We start September 1st. That's in like two days. So go now. Sherrybrazier.com forward slash the number eight dash the word pounds. And there's a payment plan if you want the payment plan, or there's a pay in full if you want that. So get on that page and get signed up as soon as you can. And we will go through and I will teach you habits, mindset and behavior so that you can know these things and then you can rinse and repeat. Okay, that's what I have for you guys this week. I'll see you next time.